Hello, and welcome to Junior Funners, brought to you by PRN, the Pod Racing Network. PRN. Now this is Pod Racing. And uh, yes, welcome back to Junior Funners. This is the uh, the podcast about Arsenal and that, uh, and we talk about Arsenal and that. And it's hosted by your two favourites, your two best friends in the whole wide world, the Fun Boys. Me, Ollie. I'm here. Hello, and also here is Lawrence. Hi, Ollie. Uh, hi, listeners. How's it hanging? Hmm. And that's the type of easygoing banter you can expect from uh, from us after seventy episodes. Um, and how many years we've we been doing this now? Uh, four, maybe. Think. Could we really have been doing this for four years? Yeah, well, on and off. Um, not yeah. literally every week. I mean, yeah, like we said, the pandemic's been crazy lately, you know. So it's hard, hard with uh, with that. Um. Anyway, yeah, we're here to talk about. Arsenal and that, and we're here to do maybe our smuggest episode ever. <laughs> so let's get in. <laughs> uh, let's let's get into it. Let's get into some Arsenal news. Why not? Okay. Now, when we last recorded, we talked about how big of a week it was coming up. We had we had games coming up against Leicester and Everton, Everton being our game in hand. Um, so the the Leicester match was the, the, we had we played the Leicester match when we recorded last. I can't remember. Time, no, no, it was because uh, uh, that was the Tuesday before. Um, mm. Was it on a Saturday or was it? Uh, Sunday. That was it. Yeah, Leicester was on the Saturday of that week. Um, yeah, and we ended up, uh, yeah, a one-nil win, kind of harder than we would have liked. Um, once again, a, a ridiculous VAR decision going against us, um, disallowing a perfectly good goal from Leandro Trossard. But yeah, Martinelli popped up with an important goal, hurt himself in the process, but that just shows how, how committed he is. He's got elite mentality. He's got to score at all costs. Um, so yeah, three points from that one, uh, onto the next one. And then, uh, we, I believe, uh, Lawrence, you predicted the score perfectly for the Everton game. Yeah. It ended up being a, a comfortable four nil. I felt real, real good about myself. Felt like I was, uh, an influencer. Felt like, uh, Arsenal were listening yeah. in. Mikhail listens in and God's child. Uh, our son, Kaya Saka. Uh, <laughs> our perfect baby boy. Listens in and he's um, like, I better don't want to let him down. Don't want to let my dad's down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. They, I, you you told them. You told them to win 4-0 and they did it. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. To be honest, we could have we could have won even, you know. If you can imagine such a thing, we could have won a football match by, say, seven goals to nil if, if such a thing were possible. Yeah. To, to win a football game at home yeah. against uh, an opposition that's so inferior that you could win 7-0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't, I mean, you know, <laughs> wandered into the realms of fantasy there. I mean, surely that'll never happen in our lifetime. Um, but anyway, yeah, comfortable 4-0 win. Um, you know, Everton did their best for about 40 minutes. Sort of, you know, they were organized enough to keep us from having too many opportunities. But once we... Once we broke through, that was kind of it. You know, the, it was it. It just 
we just kept on uh, going through the gears and Everton looked more and more tired and <laughs> frankly shit. Um, they, they they look like an, a uh, relegation threatened Sean Dyche side. That's that's as well as they played. Um, yeah. So yeah, Neil Mope unfortunately continues his uh, his goalless run that he's on right now. He's on apparently the longest uh, longest streak of his career without a goal right now, which is just ah, so tragic. You hate to see a, a professional it's so uh, sad. struggling like that. It's so sad. So sad to see like, that little yeah. rat fuck <laughs> struggling for goals. That little fucking nasty prick. Yeah, he's a real God. It just breaks my heart. He's what I just I just wanted someone to like kind of take him out or like swing him into the post so his head got concaved in. But, but uh, anyway, well, <laughs> not, yeah, maybe let's not go that uh, far. It, it, it would have been funny joke. if you did that thing where like as a joke. yeah on on Minecraft. Um, it would have been funny if he did that thing where, like, he went to slide for the ball, but his legs went either side of the goalpost, yeah. and he just like smashed his nuts yeah, into the goalpost. Yeah. We'll, we'll settle for that. Uh, just slide yeah, that and would be. And his eyes, you know, his eyes, his eyes go all crossed, and he's like, Dee! and then because he, it's like because his nuts hit the post, and he's his he head pops up, and then he smashes his nose on the post. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, he breaks. He breaks his nose. He, he does significant damage to both of his heads, if you get what I mean. Yeah. Um, his penis goes up inside yeah. him. He's now got to live with an inverted penis <laughs> his entire life. Yeah. His balls are normal, but, like, yeah, his dick is, is like, inside him like a, like a dog. It's, um, like, got two buttholes. Like the dog that he is. He's literally got a front um, bottom. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so he, he struggled. <clears throat> oh, God, my voice has gone weird. <clears throat> yeah. So he struggled um, and, uh, you know, tried his best to start shit, but he was taken off fairly early in the match. Um, and, uh, yeah, we just, we looked, we looked so good. We could have won, like I said, we could have won by even more. Um, but I guess 4 0 will do, given that we're on a, we're a pretty busy run of games now with the Europa League starting back up. Um, we've got to play sporting this week as we record. Um, mm. So. Yeah, so that that going into this weekend just gone, we were home again uh, against Bournemouth, beat them comfortably three 0 earlier in the season. Um, I think they were still being managed by Scott Parker at that point, so it's sort of like you know he'd basically all but given up at, at that <laughs> at that time. Um, but yeah, we we won comfortably three 0 when we played them at Bournemouth. Um, but yeah, this time around it was anything but comfortable, wasn't it, Lawrence? Yeah, it was. Uh... Although, I'll I'll be the uh, unpopular opinion man, and and I'll say I th- I feel, um, Bournemouth's goals m- could argue, first one, uh, at least two of the players are standing on the other on the wrong side of the halfway line before kickoff. Technically, shouldn't have counted. Mm, no. Disallowed. Disallowed nah, goal. Nah. <laughs> Sorry, no. I think that's you got to give it up. You got to hand it to them. I think that it, yeah, second fastest, second fastest goal of all time in the Premiership, uh, beaten, I think, only by a friend of the show Shane Long, <laughs> um, who who scored quicker. But yeah, nine point one one seconds, nine eleven seconds. So that was you know a, a national ominous. tragedy, sign of things to come. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, they scored from the kickoff, basically. It was like three passes, three or four passes from the kickoff, and the ball was in the net. I think it just completely caught us cold. We hadn't really set our shape. I think Saliba hadn't uh, like picked up... Um, who was it? Behind, uh, Billing that was behind him. It, yeah, well, it was, just yeah. Gabriel kind of stuck his leg out, and he kind of didn't catch. He just went past him, and then it was it went yeah. through Saliba's legs, and then onto Philip. But Billing. I th- yeah, my my point is that yeah, if the if it had been sort of because it was literally the first kick of the game, it had it been later in the game, uh, Saliba probably would have been more switched on, and he would have been tighter to yeah. uh, to Billing. But um, yeah, so yeah, one nil down after less than ten seconds. Uh, far from ideal, but you know the the way that we play, especially at home, feels like you know that's plenty of time for us to get back into it. Um, and then after half time, oh no, we concede from a set piece, which uh, something we hadn't done very much this season up until the last few weeks. Um, so really hoping this doesn't become a pattern, but. Yeah, what what's your problem with this one? What what technically uh, uh, think, is, is wrong with this? I think one? there may have been a possible foul on Ben White in 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 the in the in the box. Mm. On on their second goal, yeah. the, the the header from Senesi, you reckon that? I mean, well, I mean, like I said, we had a you know the the goal disallowed via VAR against Leicester for a, a foul that I don't think anybody would have noticed or spotted. It was it, Ben White was holding hands with the goalkeeper. Basically, is what it was, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, if VAR is ruling stuff out for that, maybe. But I think, I think you're reaching. I think you know. Sometimes, again, sometimes you just got to hand it to him. Bournemouth. Actually, I feel bad for Bournemouth. Their last two matches have been against Man City and us. And I feel like if they'd been playing anyone else, if they'd been playing any of the other nine teams in the current relegation fight that they're in, they probably would have won quite easily because they did play pretty well. But but he did have just, a. I mean, if they had had taken that chance when they got, you know, on the break, if it mm. wasn't for uh, Super Aaron Ramsdale saving it, you know, yeah, I think that could have been a much more of an uphill struggle. But um, yeah. <clears throat> Definitely. I mean, as luck, this is just. <clears throat> I felt like it was going to be one of those games where it was just like the other team plays real, real solid defense, and the goalkeeper plays a worldie and saves everything. He's just flying Superman style through the air, saving everything. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> Even for Ben White's goal, which went over the line, luckily, but he was like, save that one as well. Yeah, it's just like anyway. <clears throat> yeah, if he'd been, if he'd been sort of, if his stance had been ever so slightly different. Uh, yeah, who knows? That might not have actually crossed the line, or like the whole of the ball might not have crossed the line. Um, yeah, it could have been very different. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Neto did make some some really good saves uh, for Bournemouth, and then yeah, like you said, I'm, I'm just trying to bring up the stats here because yeah, there, there was a lot of we had a lot of attempts on. Yeah, we had 31 shots, but only nine on target. So it, it's just sort of again, you know, one of those days, just nothing's going right. 80 percent possession, uh, 17 corners. You know, we really were just throwing everything at it, throwing the, the kitchen sink. But um, after going 2 0 down, uh, we again just kept pushing and never gave up. Thomas Partey pulled one back. Um, and then Ben White, like you said, got his, his first goal for the club. Um, thanks for thanks to the goal line technology. 
the uh, and it you know and actually worked this time. Um, the thing on the ref's wrist buzzed to let him know that it crossed the line. Um, so yeah, two all. That was after seventy minutes. So the final twenty minutes, it was two all. Arsenal just huffing and puffing, doing whatever they could, uh, and it looked like we were gonna we were gonna end up you know losing ground to to City. You know, cutting our our lead uh, at the top of the table from uh, five points to three. But because from two, hail and boy, yeah, one. <clears throat> I think it was gonna be two points, wasn't it? Anyway. Well, no, yeah, I'm saying if we if we'd drawn. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. At the start, <laughs> yeah. At the start of the day, <laughs> at the start of the day, it was five points, and then City won, and then yeah, so we would only got a, a point. Um, so yeah, uh, Hale End uh, Academy product Reese Nelson uh, shows up he, uh, a sub for a sub. He comes on for uh, Emil Smith Rowe, who had had to come on. I think he'd, he'd had to come on earlier than Arteta would have liked because Trossard went off with an injury. Um, so yeah, Reese Nelson came on as a sub for, uh, for him and, uh, yeah, a corner in the 90, 97th minute after six minutes of, of added time. Um, there was, there was an injury, you know, before everybody says that the victory's tainted, um, and we cheated somehow, like, even though yeah, the ref form of one of the Bournemouth players was like injured as it was yeah 90 minutes or whatever. They were doing a bit of the, the old time-wasty thingy-jiggy tactics. Exactly, yeah. You know, everybody does it now. It's part of the game. Um, but yeah, corner came out to uh, to Reese Nelson and he smashed it in basically the only area of the goal that he could have done to, to score. Because the, I mean, the penalty box was just absolutely loaded. I mean, Bournemouth had had 10 men behind the ball at that point for most of the game. Um, but yeah. He, uh, yeah, he, 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 he smashed it past uh, Neto and it went in and uh, the Emirates exploded, from what I understand. There's just a big smoking crater there now from uh, how crazy everybody went. Yeah, I think they're still mopping up all the, uh, all the cum that just everybody just yeah. unleashed in their pants. They exploded out of, out of Ian Wright. Um, just... <laughs> It's just real stickiness uh, everywhere. Yeah. And uh, which, of course, is totally inappropriate. You know, we were celebrating like we've won the league when we haven't actually won so, anything yet. Oh, yeah. Um, shouldn't. Yep. I mean, it's, 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 it's disrespectful. It's inappropriate. Shouldn't be nope. celebrating. We've got nothing to celebrate. Um, so, yeah. Um, but, oh, man, what a moment. What a moment. I mean, that, that, oh, it does. It's starting to feel real now. After that, it, for me at least, anyway, it, it really is. It, I, it's just moments like that. It does. It, it feels like at the end of the season that it could be something that gets pointed to, and was like this was sort of when this was sort of the the moment when it it became clear that it was going to happen. You know, that sort of mentality of just never ever never giving up and just sort of pushing and pushing and just the, the yeah, just getting the win at all costs. It was ah. Oh. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it made it, it was um, kind of a rep. The uh, <clears throat> the first goal and the last goal were kind of very similar in just Bournemouth not really clearing it properly. Smith Rowe was on the edge of the mm. box for the first goal to 
edit to uh, party and then third goal is uh, Reese Nelson on the edge of the box it was almost like Bournemouth hadn't really learned from the mm. first goal just like you know have have a man standing there just to like you know, clear <laughs> it away but you know that's the, that's the uh, that's why you're at the bottom three too bad <laughs> I mean Bour- yeah, any Bournemouth fan will tell you that uh, that yeah they've had a real problem with holding on to to uh, to Leeds um, even at Leeds, I mean, uh, ironically enough, you know they were they were ahead, they were ahead at Leeds. They were winning at Leeds, and they ended up losing. Um, but yeah, they've that that's a problem they've had a lot in uh, in a lot of games this season, just not being able to see the game out and losing points from winning positions. Um, like I said, I feel like if they'd been if they hadn't been playing us, if they'd been playing more or less any other team on that day, they probably would have got something from the game. But um, we just just too good for them, too good for them, mate. Yeah. Quality told. Don't care if I happen to live in near the club, the town specifically. I don't care. Yeah. And how bad. near? And how near? Let, let's 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 dox you. Where, and how near exactly? Uh, oh, a couple hundred miles. Oh, okay. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, yeah. So that yeah. So that that put us back back where we were. Five points, top of the league. We've now played the same number of games as City. Uh, we still have to play City at the Etihad, but um, as we were saying last week, it's like it, there's still so many games to be played. City are likely to have to take their eye off of the league yeah. at least a couple of times if they want to win the Champions League. Priorities. <laughs> yeah, so... I, yeah, we could... We, every, with, every, with every game that goes by, it looks like this, this could really happen. Um, and like I said, this this that match against Bournemouth really kind of, I think made it made it real for me. Um, you know, it kind of it had been it had been fun to think about before, but now it feels like we're kind of getting into the territory where we might actually have to entertain the idea that this this could happen. Yeah, and that's what's uh, um, scary is the uh, despite being such a young team. I think it is the youngest still. Possibly the youngest squads in the league, and it's just so they got yeah. this huge mentality that's, you know, overnight it seems like with Arteta just like just get you've got rid of all the yeah. deadwood and now it's just full of young talent that's just got so much hunger and they just yeah. want to prove that they yeah they just they deserve to be at the top top of the big club where where yeah. they belong top of the table exactly fuck off everyone it's, else. Yeah, <laughs> It's it's all the it's all the mentality stuff he would have learned from Pep. Basically, it's you know like right now this squad is very young. Maybe they're not the maybe they're not the squad of kind of international superstars that City have. But I mean, they could be. It won't <laughs> at the rate they're going. It won't be long before they are. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's the um, part of my feeling with City is like some of them are getting towards the uh, later. 20s near in their 30s as well mm. so they're sort of like in that um plateauing maybe some of them but you know if you've got harland i mean that does help but people like yeah. carl walker and de bruyne uh get just yeah bernardo silva i think is around later, that age later state later stages not like, not like they're like dropping it they're falling off at any point but obviously but you know no not, but it's, it's going to be hard yeah. for them to get better you know like the, the yeah than they are 
Um, but yeah, it, I yeah, th- this this team, like you said, it's Arteta sort of finally got it to the point where it's like he's only he's just got the players that are like buying into the the ethos and the mentality that he's selling, uh, and yeah, it's. It's fucking worked so far. I mean, yeah, this this could be this could be a huge fucking deal. I mean, this, this like you said, the the achievement of winning the league with such a young team. I mean, yeah, only way is that, baby. Man- exactly. I mean, if we manage to keep this squad together, if you know the bulk of them, you know, if the ma- if if most of them don't get their heads turned by, you know, other, you know, like the 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 Real Madrids or the Barcelonas um of the world, then who knows? Who knows how far they can go. I personally feel like moving to a Madrid or Barcelona would be kind of pointless because they seem to be in um financial um meltdown after time. So it just feels Yeah, like- I mean it is it's impossible to know what the fuck is going on with Barcelona, especially financially. Like Real, they are- Real Madrid <laughs> seem to be only designed to just be a Champions League team and nothing else. I mean, they're like 10 points behind Barcelona in the league now. It's like... Yeah. And I just don't look... I, I don't even like... See it as like the Real Madrid maybe of like 15... 20 years ago, whereas, like, there were, like, big-name superstars. I mean, you still have, like, Benzema, Modric, but... Yeah. I look at the rest of the team, I'm just kind of like, eh, meh. Yeah, you don't... I, yeah, there's not really that sort of... Uh, the the je ne sais quoi, you know, the star quality of, like, the, the, the kind of... The instant recognisability of some of that, like, the Galacticos era. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the the players that are still talked about now. Um, yeah, it's hard to see too many of those in the current Madrid lineup because it's all. Because the other thing is, it's like it's like you said, like Madrid are kind of like they do enough for the Champions League, but like they don't they don't have the pulling power to hold on to players like they used to either. Like you know. Mm. I mean, it was a big example would be Casemiro going to United, and he's—I mean—he's been probably their best player, maybe apart from Rashford. But I mean, he's been their best player by a million miles this season. Mm. But it's like, you know, he could have—I guess he could have stayed at Madrid and kept doing that. But it's like it—it—he it, seemed to sort of, you know, fuck off pretty quickly when the the <laughs> when he—I guess he saw the fucking check that uh, United were offering him, but. Yeah, I d- yeah, they, it it doesn't seem like it yeah, it doesn't seem like a kind of a uh, team of sort of it, it, indestructibles anymore, you know, like yeah, you can you can kind of pick apart uh the the starting 11 a bit easier at Madrid than you used to. And then like I said at Barcelona, it's anybody's fucking guess what's going on there. I mean, they are constantly making noise about being linked with this and that player, but then they're also like, "Oh, by the way, we can't afford to pay anybody's wages." Yeah. Like <laughs> Like, like fucking, like Mr. Burns, you know. I can't pay you much of a reward because I'm strapped for cash, and then just a like a ton of money falls through the ceiling. It's like, was it one of the players, Frankie De Jong or whatever? They were like, he they owed him like so much money because they hadn't paid him. (laughs) 
think. Yeah, and they were like, the club were desperate to sell him to United, and he was like, no, I don't want to go, but you owe me like... They owed him like 15 million euros or something ridiculous like that, didn't they? It was like it was it was a lot of money. Yeah. Um and then I think in the end he sent he signed a new contract with them, which presumably straightens all of that out. But um yeah, yeah, they were ju- they were desperate to sell him because they were just like, Oh yeah, we can get <laughs> this is one problem we can just sweep under the rug. <laughs> he was like, No, fucking pay me. Yeah. But uh I think now that they've blew their wad kind of on most of the players that Chelsea wanted, which is hilarious. But um, uh, yeah, I think for now they they probably will leave us alone for at least for a while. I mean, I, I, yeah, I think with uh, both clubs, Vinicius Junior. I don't see how, uh, you know, if if they if they really do care about their careers, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to. I feel, why would you just want to sit on the bench at Real Madrid or Barcelona? I just feel like you yeah. just become a cog. You're not really wanted. You're just there because they just wanted to make a statement that they can take players from other teams. Yeah, they, I, yeah, they can sell shirts. You know, yeah. they, can sell, they can sell shirts with your name on it. Um, and then I guess if, if you're a big enough deal, you can, yeah, I guess you maybe get a piece of that. You probably get like a, you know percentage of uh, of those sales but mostly no you don't you don't you don't see any of the money that the club is making off of you um but yeah i guess it I, is it it must it must just all be worth it for those couple of moments when you you get to go on the pitch with the rest of the squad and lift the trophy up uh, it must just, that presumably is such a rush that that is a big part of why those players do that yeah i think that's the other thing with football like these clubs always just they they always have that prestige about them, even though I feel it's just bollocks. Like a lot of the time, it is. Yes. <laughs> look at every Arsenal player, even Fabregas. Fabregas, Song. Uh, who mm. else went? Chleb. Chleb. I mean, they're all just Henri. kind of chewed and spat out, and not really. Yeah. Given the respect that they would have had they had stayed at Arsenal. Or yeah, they didn't. A club they... legend. They didn't love them like we love them, mm. to quote the yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. They should have stayed. They could have, you know, they would have been loved. They would have been loved forever. They could. They would have had a statue. I mean, in some cases, some of them do. I mean, obviously, Henri's got a statue. I feel like Fabric Fabregas doesn't have a statue yet, does he? But I no. feel like he might do eventually. I think he, for his, simply for his goal against Tottenham, I feel give him a, yeah. give him a statue. <laughs> that solo goal against Spurs, I'll never forget it. It was great. Yeah. I mean, but also just the fact that he, you know everything he achieved at such a young age. You know, yeah. he was, uh, he'd made like it was something ridiculous, and he'd made like two hundred appearances by the time he was like twenty-one or something like that. Yeah. Was, or even he might have even been younger than that. It might have been like nineteen. It was yeah, but yeah, he was like our youngest captain. It was sort of like he was so young that like Bukayo Saka isn't even like the youngest. Uh, you know, whatever the record is to have like fifty goal involvements. You know, whether it's goals and assists in that combination. Like, like Saka still isn't the youngest to do that. Like Fabregas holds that record and probably will hold that record maybe forever. I, well, I don't know. I mean, they're coming through younger and younger. Maybe that, that uh, what's his name? Ethan Nwanieri, uh, who, who came on against uh, Brentford earlier in the season. He's only 15. You know, maybe maybe one of these other Hale End boys will come through and, uh, you know, smash that, that Fabregas record. But for the moment, 
that is, I mean, that is a remarkable achievement. Everything, everything he managed to do at Arsenal and then go on to, you know, Barcelona where, I mean, it's a shame that, you know, he was kind of, like you said, not really, they didn't love him like we loved him, but yeah, I guess he, he, he must've won a few trophies, enough trophies to make it worth it. That's the, um, how I, I don't think Liverpool would come for any of them at this point. Now that they, um, players that they have, I don't think. I think I always feel it would, it would either be like City or a Barcelona. I think City, yeah, City definitely. I mean, there's there's already rumblings about City uh, kind of coming in for Saka at some point in the future, which um, scares me. I will say, I because th- I, I feel like that could easily happen. I mean, there is. There is uh, <laughs> quite a lot of historical precedent for City coming and taking away our best players. Um, so, yeah, that worries me um, if that if that day ever comes. But who knows? I mean, you know, that could be a that could be a long way off. Yeah, or, he's still or still like so Odegaard. He's on the brink of signing a brand new contract. Odegaard being having his head turned by Madrid yet again. It's like no, again, don't do it again. <laughs> yeah. Have you not learned your lesson? Come on. But I want to go. No. <laughs> They'll just send you out on loan to fucking Betis yeah. or whatever. Hey, people People never learn. They need us around. They need us to tell them. They really do, yeah, especially the Arsenal players. They need us to tell them what to do, uh, frankly. Here's where you're going wrong. Yeah. Me, who I can barely run or these days a kick a ball this way you're going yeah and i i just don't go outside yeah exactly just don't even do it anymore i have a can't remember the last time i saw natural light sinus infection if i kick a football on the grass and all the pollen will be going Mm. up my nose and oh hay fever i've got yeah i've i've got flat feet so like you know like uh like robert perez except like robert perez had enough skill that it didn't matter that he ran weird uh, whereas I'm just like a big fat guy with uh, big mm. fat feet. So, <laughs> um, well, if Sammy Nazri can still play despite being overweight, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone agrees that he did his best. He did his best work in that phase of his career. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, another player that we lost to to Man City, but maybe we didn't really lose that much. Also speaking of um, of Liverpool, do you know that this is like a fun piece of trivia. Do you know what the uh the the player that we have received that the Arsenal have received the biggest transfer fee for uh is? Do you know do you know who that is? Player who we have received. Yeah, so obviously uh Nicolas Pepe is our record signing. Yeah. You know, we spent 72 million on him. Who is the player that we uh, made the most from? In turn, well, not made the most from. Who is the player that we uh, received the highest transfer fee for when we sold them? Uh, oh God, not. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's because it, it's when I tell you the answer, you are you are going to be shocked. Yeah, it's it's Alex Oxlade Chamberlain. Right. We, we sold him for forty million, I believe. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Which is, I mean, that's not bad. Again, considering that we we brought him when he was very young from uh, from Southampton, they probably got a chunk of that as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's just weird to think about when you think of like we were just saying the players that have 
come through Arsenal that you know that we we bought and then sold on um, to teams like you know Real Madrid or Barcelona or Man City or even Man United um, in some cases. Like yeah, it's weird to think that yeah, that's the one the most expensive one is uh, is Alex Oxlade Chamberlain the. Uh, Permanently injured. Uh, I mean, he, you know, he's like Theo Walcott. He's he's a promising young thirty-year-old uh, uh, that just needs one more good season. Yeah, it was weird that one because um, he wanted to play centre mid, but um, Wenger kept playing him as like a right wing back, sort of in that in his last season. Yeah, but uh, he did a good job there, you know. I thought he did. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just it, again, it's the injury thing. He was just never fit for long enough to yeah. get a, like a decent run in the side. But I mean, yeah, it, it's a shame that we that we had to sell him at all. Same with um, Serge Gnabry. You know, we've talked about that before. That it, you know, it was sort of just wasn't the right time uh, for him at Arsenal. Um, mm. But yeah, he did a good job. But that was the other um, statistic people were saying that this was the first lineup. Without any Wenger-era players, apparently. This was... Oh, yeah, because uh, Xhaka was on the bench, wasn't yeah. he? So, wow. Yeah. I mean, I guess it, it's been, a while, it, it's been what, five years now? So, I mean, it is, yeah. it's, there's not many that... There's not, there's not many that many uh, Wenger-era players left in the squad as a whole, really, yeah. is there? I mean, there's Elneny, Xhaka... I mean, I guess do I do you do you count players like Saka as a, a uh, Wenger era player? I, I mean, think he, was he came in young, under Emery. Really. So, I mean, yeah. Emery was the one that started putting him in the first team. Yeah, I mean, he would have been part of the. Oh, would Reese Nelson played at all under Wenger? Oh, I think yeah, Reese Nelson would have probably got in the first team at least a few for like a few cup matches. Um, yeah, under Wenger, but I don't. Yeah. I think that's probably really? it. Yeah. Because most of these yeah. players have all Tierney. come in in the last three or four years. So. Yeah. Was Tierney a, an Emery yeah, signing? One of the one of the yeah. first to come in yeah. under Emery. The Socrates and who else? Yeah. <laughs> Great signing. Uh, Socrates, Koscielny. Uh, Koscielny was already at the club. He had already been there for a couple of years, I think. It, wait, what do you mean? What are you talking about? You said Koscielny. I thought Koscielny had already been in the club. He wasn't signed under Emery. No, I, I was talking about Wenger era oh, signing. Oh, all right. I thought Socrates was a, uh, a Wenger No, 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 boy. he came in. Wenger boy. He came in when Sven Mislintat came in and um, it was mm. Emery. So they just yeah. decided, well, just buy... Uh, Couple more Dortmund players because we already had a Barmyang. So we bought Socrates. I think we got Mikatarin off Man United and yeah, and the swap deal for Sanchez yeah. wasn't it? That was the yeah. That was uh, and that was rough. It still bugs me that um, I thought we we brought in a Barmyang, but we had to sell Giroud. I was like, man, yeah. <laughs> I'd I'd take him back. Yeah. I'd still if I'd 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 take him back tomorrow. If uh, yeah, if we could, as I can, I don't. I don't hey, it's like I don't care. He's he's old enough to be like most of the squad's dad, but like I I don't care. I yeah. I love the man. I love him. Yeah. 
we got rid of San- Sanchez. That should have been it. But, um, yeah. Getting rid of Giroud was a real. Oh, that one still hurts. Oh. Yeah, that one hurt. And obviously, the, the other one uh, that we talk about all the time is Aaron Ramsey. Not yeah. sure that I'd take him back now. I'd still, I'd take Giroud back just, you know, for a laugh. But I don't, th- I, I don't think Ramsey would, there's not really a place for him anymore. But man, yeah, getting rid of, letting him go when we didn't have to at that point was just yeah. such a, such a boneheaded move. Uh, I, yeah, I'll never understand it. Um, Cazorla as well. Miss, miss Cazorla very much. But- yeah. We can't live in the past. We've got to move. This is a new team. Yeah, his... Arteta's, Arteta's, Arteta's yeah. in charge now. But yeah, I mean, well. yeah, that's what was. I mean, and we're doing the. I can't remember who who came up with the tweet, but there's a, a tweet that said like, uh, like a thing that men love to do is just sit around and name, uh, like name random sports people, and uh, yeah, I mean that is literally what we're doing now. We're just <laughs> naming random ex Arsenal players well, that we can think of. I think uh, we need to somehow try and segue into uh, what we really want to—the real meat that we want to get into to, to today's episode of. Uh, oh yeah, it's yeah. It's not about Arsenal. Well, yeah, so I mean, I, no, the, I mean, the real meat is that you know that that win against Bournemouth, as I said, that is that's huge, at least for me. I don't know how you feel about it. I, it in terms of well, our yeah. title chances, like really properly, seriously, like what what are your thoughts right now on it? Well, I'm just glad we didn't lose. I was I was willing to yep. concede that a draw. I was sitting there. Because I, I just have follow SofaScore app, and I was just like, uh, I'll concede a draw, and then it went pop, 3 0, 3 2. I was, I was like, yeah, I was, because oh, I was watching it on, uh, I was watching Soccer Saturday with uh, Jeff Stelling and the boys. And uh, of course, Paul Merson was covering it. But, you know, Paul, Paul uh, our, our beloved, uh, yeah, our beloved friend, Paul Merson. And, um, yeah, they kept, they kept going back to him because obviously all the other matches had finished and there was so much uh, injury time. And um, I mean, he went absolutely mental when that got. He, he went full. Oh, oh my word! What goal? Ah, oh, Jeff! Oh, he's, oh, oh my word! He's falling from. Oh, oh, Jeff! He's. Oh, you know, as 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 articulate as you'd expect him to be. Um, yeah. but yeah, apologies to anyone that was listening to that in headphones, by the way. Um, but yeah. It, that was that, yeah, that was beautiful to watch. To watch, uh, yeah, Mersco meant. I mean, I, obviously, the the one that went viral was Ian Wright. I mean, like Wrighty's uh, reaction to it was was beautiful. Um, I don't know how you don't. I mean, I, obviously, we're biased, but I don't know how you don't love Ian Wright. I mean, he's yeah. just we we should we should do a definitive pundits power ranking um, from like from like best to worst because I think Wrighty's got to be near the top, if not at the top. He's just so. Even like even if take away like obviously his his very obvious bias towards Arsenal, but like I mean, but even including that, like his his passion is so infectious. You know, it's, it's what it, it's we're all yeah. we're all fans of the game at the end of the day. You know, like that that's 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 why we all like football is that kind is that that level of fun and enjoyment that he gets out of it. But he's also always so supportive of younger players. Like in all of his analysis on Match of the Day and stuff, he always takes the time to to highlight younger players and how he you know how he thinks they've improved um he's so supportive and he's obviously a big big uh, advocate for the women's game as well i mean he's he's done he's done so much to kind of uh, raise awareness of the profile for for women's football as well um 
So I th- yeah, I think right he's got to be near the top of the the, the power rankings. At the probably the bottom I think has got to be because I, I tried I tried watching a stream of uh, the Everton match and the like the co commentator for that was Andy Townsend. I think that is. I mean, I know that there's there's quite a few pundits that we don't like, but Andy Townsend has got to be the worst of the worst. For, I yeah. I don't know. Maybe you, maybe you disagree, but I think that is he is. I can't think of anyone worse. Well, I I have my own personal uh, worst pundits, and uh, I don't know where it is. I got to save it because you know I want to get in, get into the main topic. But um, okay. yeah, you are you, put, like, you are Sherwood, busting, aren't you? You are people like you've... Sherwood and Danny Murphy, Danny Mills, Danny Murphy. They're both interchangeable at this point. Uh, I think yeah, I, th- I I think Danny Mills is worse than Danny. Jamie Murphy. O'Hara, Agbon Lahore. Um, they can talk yeah, they shite. can both fuck off. Um, yeah, those I mean, guys. Jamie O'Hara and Gabby Agbon Lahore. I would say if I don't know, like yeah, th- I the fact that they've played the game professionally. Um, does not mean that they are qualified to talk about like they, they. I mean, they, I I would say we do a better job of talking about football than they do. Yeah, I, they are they are so stupid, um, and just manage to avoid saying anything of any value. There is no insight, no analysis to anything they say, and also it's like they don't, especially Agbon Lahore. Like Gabby Agbonlahor doesn't have the charisma to get away with being as as stupid and as boring as he is you know what i mean like yeah. at least robbie savage has like this whole sort of, sort of personality disorder or whatever it is that makes him like that you know what i mean yeah. like he's he's at least he's at least got like a thing like he's he's got he's got an image and like you know gabby bonoho is just nothing he's so dull and he's so stupid but yeah anyway um like i said you are you are you are oozing so much pre right now. I can see yeah. right the way through I'm your edging. trousers because, yeah, you are edging yourself. This is we've made it. What is it? Wow, just over forty minutes. Um, without uh, directly referencing it, but you know, we had, we had a, you know, we had a, a, a great result on Saturday. Surely the weekend cannot get any better than that. Um, and. Uh, just you know, sometimes you just love to be proven wrong. You know, Spurs you losing weekend, at Wolves. Uh, Spurs losing at Wolves on a Saturday. You know, that was fun. It, yeah. And then yeah, Arsenal getting that that great that great comeback, and it it you know it was like uh, this. You know, that's it. You know, if if nothing else goes our way, then we've we've had a good weekend. Uh, yeah. And then it gets to Sunday afternoon, uh, the late kickoff. You know, there's a relegation uh, dogfight between. Everton and Nottingham Forest earlier in the day, two shite teams at the bottom of the table uh, playing shite against each other. Play, I've honest to God, I've seen. Uh, I'm not even going to insult the championship. I've, I've seen League One games with better quality uh, in terms of like just passing and control of the ball um, than that Everton uh, that Everton Forest game. But yeah, two all. They both get a point, which doesn't really do either team very much good. But it's a good thing for like you know for Bournemouth and a lot of the other teams in that relegation uh, zone. And then it gets to the the main event. You know, one of the biggest rivalries in football. There are a lot of fans uh, that there are a lot of Man United fans that hate Liverpool more than they hate Man City. I think because Man City were out of the top flight for such a long <laughs> time, so it was always them versus Liverpool. Um, 
But uh, yeah, and it was all of the build-up was be everything. Everything was all about Man United. There was nothing, basically nothing about Liverpool. All about Man United. Their recent League Cups. By the way, congratulations to Man United for uh, winning the World Cup. Yep. Um, very, very good job. You know, it's uh, yeah. The, the, I understand it's the second time they've won it since uh, 2016. So, well done. Um, and uh, yeah, they going into this game, it was going to be very difficult for uh, for Liverpool to deal with uh, Rashford and uh, and Fernandez and Anthony and Sancho and Casemiro. Um, all of these players under Ten Hag, just you know, this was the start of the Ten Hag era. How many? He's won one trophy. How many other trophies can he win? You know, we'll wait and see. This is going to be, you know, finally after a, a decade of false starts, this begins a new dynasty at Man United. You know, like the Fergie era was was its own thing. Now we're into Ten Hag, uh, the Ten Hag ball era, and um, frankly, it was just a case of how many. How many were they going to beat Liverpool by? And oh, yeah. uh, you know. Match starts. It's uh, it's uh, quite an even contest, and then Liverpool score on about the fortieth minute with uh, not it's not just Liverpool. It's Cody Gakpo who uh, famously uh, was uh, at one point nailed on to sign for uh, for United. He was uh, he was already, I think, to quote uh, to quote our friend United Trey, already a United player. Yeah, people um, acting like Gakpo isn't already a United player. Yeah, like they did with Haaland. They were acting yeah. like Haaland wasn't already. Team United over. Player. Yeah and <laughs> uh yeah and um yeah it was I, that was very funny watching Gakpo celebrate um sort of right in the corner of Anfield where the away fans and the home fans kind of almost like it, you know there's like it's the very edge of one stand of home fans and then it's the stand behind the goal where they stick all of the away fans him just celebrating right there in front of the United fans uh, beautiful beautiful sight uh, and then it gets to uh, to half time. That was when I checked my phone. I hadn't been following the game. I checked my phone, went on the BBC Sports app, saw that it was one nil to Liverpool, and I was like, "Oh, okay, here we go." Then put my phone away, didn't check it again uh, for another hour. And uh, when I pulled it out, it was uh, it was ninety minutes on the clock. And uh, well, what do you think I saw? You must have seen like a the Twitter trend, United seven, and you must have thought, ah, oh, shit, Man United won seven, and then you clicked on it. It was only seven nil to Liverpool. <sighs> wow, I mean, how was this even possible? How 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 was this even? I mean, yeah, they I mean, told us before the match that it, this was the Ten Hag era. That this was yeah. That Liverpool were, were going to have to watch out for the likes of Bruno Fernandes and Marcus Rashford and Jaden Sancho and Anthony and Casemiro and Wout Weghorst and Wout Weghorst, yes, of course, unknown and, and from Weghorst and uh, yeah, cut short his loan from Besiktas. Um, you know, much like uh, did De- Deli Ali cut short his loan from Besiktas because he wasn't getting in the team. That's uh, no idea. Anyway. <laughs> Does anyone that's a, that's even another care very funny story. Alley anymore. <laughs> anyway. Oh man. But yeah, so uh so yeah, uh, just before full time I checked my phone again and it was 7-0 to Liverpool. Uh two goals apiece for Gakpo, Darwin Nunez, Mo Salah and uh Roberto Firmino. Salah now uh being Liverpool's all-time record top goal scorer. 
in the uh, in the Premier League. He's overtaken Robbie Fowler, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we like to have fun on uh, on Junior Funners, but I would like to read the following statement on behalf of Junior Funners, and I, if I could be so bold and presumptuous, all other football fans. Hee he 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 ha 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 ho 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 he 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 ha 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 lol. Thank you. And what made it great was the build-up before the match. You had Graham Sunis, who I would put also as one of the worst pundits, but compared to the other two little. Jokers, he's he came across as fairly, you know, mild compared to the other two. But um, he was saying before the game, you know, he had a good feeling that Liverpool would would could win the game, and uh, you had Roy Keane and you had Gary fucking Neville smirking away, like sort of <coughs> smirking away, like laughing yeah. at little shit kids at the back of the class, smirking away, laughing and choking. Twats. I was like, God, Shawburton. Sure, but it's a disgrace. And it's I was like, di- I'm laughing, so laughing glad. at the opposition. I'm so glad that they got bloody humbled. And I was oh, like, Oh man, not just humble, man. I mean, that is, it's a record equaling. They haven't been beaten by seven goals in nearly a hundred years. I mean, that is, it's like, it's, you need a new word. Humbling doesn't begin to cover it. They I mean, thrumbled, thrashed and humbled, thrum, thrumbled. Thrumble. They got ready to. Th- they they got ready to thrumble. It. And I mean, was, as oh. what was great Sorry, was, uh, I think during the commentary there was Gary Neville was saying like, you know, oh, you know, I, he can come back from this. And then as soon as he said it, like Liverpool went and scored again. <laughs> it was like, that was great. <laughs> and you could hear Jamie Carragher laughing like in the background. You could hear him just absolutely <laughs> laugh. It was great and. Uh, even Jer- Jamie Carragher's been sort of trolling uh, Gary Neville on Twitter and he's been going back and forth a bit. And I don't know whether it, uh, Gary Neville is on Monday Night Football tonight, but apparently the rumours were that, oh, he's, he's, uh, he's, um, he took ill. Yeah, he decided he wasn't going <laughs> to do Monday Night Football, but he's been, it's like, God damn, it was so, it's been quite funny watching, I saw it on YouTube, the, um, it reminded me of, if you've seen a clip from, um, Come dine with me, where the guy he comes forth and he's like real pissed off at this girl's. Oh, the guy that yeah, the the um yeah, take your prize money and get off my yeah, property. That guy, Gary, that was exactly like that with Jamie Carrick. He even calls him James. He's like, congratulations, James, you won seven nil. Have a have a have fun. Enjoy yourself. What a sad he little life. Really doubling down. It was so funny. It was really doubling down, saying, oh, like, man. this is a freak result, apart from all the other results Man United have had against yeah, Liverpool. Like, apart, yeah, apart from, like, yeah, like, because that was the thing. It was like all the criticisms about United's performance were exactly the stuff that everybody was criticizing earlier in the season. And everybody was making such a big deal out of the fact that Ten, Ten Hags, he's a strict disciplinarian. You know, he doesn't take any shit. You know, he's punished those shit results they had earlier in the season. He punished the players and they've learned their lesson. It's like, have they? <laughs> yeah. Because all the stuff people were saying about, like, you know, like Bruno Fernandez and Anthony not tracking back, and do, you know, like, like especially Fernandez. I mean, Fernandez. I think we've we've definitely talked about it on here before, but he seems to loathe defending. Like any kind of actual sort of defensive work he has to do, he hates it. He just never does it. 
And Anthony, I mean, I don't know what it, it, there was a beautiful stat that I saw that Anthony, you know, again, you know, one of United's many flagship 85 million pound signings um, from this summer. He's currently got three goals this season. Um, And, you know, and he's, sorry, he's got three goals and no assists. And uh, you know who has three goals and two assists? Is Reese Nelson? Reese Nelson, <laughs> and he's pl- so and he didn't cost a hundred mil, whatever they nope spent. came through the academy. Cost us nothing. Yeah. yeah, but you know, that's United. That's the United way. And Chelsea, they got to overspend, got to make a statement, got to yeah. show ambition. Got to show but the club's just, got to show ambition. It was just great to see Gary Neville doubling down on that. It was a freak result, you know. Oh, United in the last, uh, you know, couple months of. Uh, you know, got better, and it's like yeah, but you mostly played teams that like United usually beat most of the time, and then you yeah. come against Arsenal, you lose three two, and um, and that City also, game. Also, it's like yeah, like it's like they've they've got they've like Rashford has hit it. it, it there's it, this has been a sort of a rare combination of like Marcus Rashford has stayed fit and yeah. has hit a really good patch of form. Yeah, like he's it like he struggled to do both at the same time in the past. Everybody knows that he's a great player and he's capable of doing great things, but he's either been kept out of the side through injury or through poor form, uh, like ever since he kind of broke through into the first team at United. This is like the first kind of full season where he's actually been able to play week in, week out, and he's hit like, you know, stuff is stuff is going right for him on the pitch. He is scoring goals. But like, without him, what the fuck else have they got? <laughs> Yeah. You know, like it, like the, it, it, like Liverpool found a way to deal with him, and it's just like, well, what else have United got? Like you said, they have the Weg Horse. They <laughs> they brought in they brought in a fucking target man to play number ten for them. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. That's one of those weird. That reminds me of um, who did that? I like. It's like a Stuart Pierce esque sort of tactical move. Stuart Pierce playing David James up front. Yeah, yeah that, that <laughs> uh, brilliant moment in 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 football management history. That, but it was like that was great. Um, Gary Neville just absolutely losing the plot, and De- yeah, he properly melted fair down. Played to uh, Roy Keane just staying silent and just sort of like. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to get involved in this. I I liked that Roy Keane got very mad at the idea that the the United players were uh, talking and laughing yeah, with the like the ground the ground staff at Liverpool. Yeah, like he's like talking and joking with the opposition. I would never. Joking, I would him. never. I can't believe it. Yeah, it's discreet. I, it's, yeah, like he's he's mad that they're like being nice to people that work at Anfield. Like that is that's being really nice to funny. People. You can't do it. You can't do it. You can't be an evil bastard. What are you doing? You kick him. You kick him in the face. I think you got a skull. You got a skull at them and spit on them when they try and talk to you. That's your job. That's off. your job. What are you doing? Laughing and joking. Showboarding. Showboarding. So laughing and joking. McGuire. With people he didn't even play it, but McGuire. McGuire. <laughs> McGuire. Man. Can you imagine if Maguire had been playing? How yeah. fuck, like Roy, Roy Keane's head would have he would have had a stroke. He 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 would have given himself a stroke. His head would have fully exploded on live TV, scanner style, and it would have been but, beautiful. Um, but it was great to see um, Bruno Fernandez's true colours. The uh, mm. the hole in your face when you weren't hitting the face, and then getting into a he loves having a kick that, at man. Trent, and then 
having a little go at the linesman. That was, you know, yeah, yeah, elite mentality. Right? That's just uh, that's elite what, mentality. That's what you call elite, elite mentality, mentality. Uh, listeners. That's, yeah, uh, that's the mentality of a true winner. He's a, is he's to, a real winner. Uh, just is to complain until your dreams come true. Just uh, just blame everyone else and complain until things go your way. And that's that's what a true winner does. Uh, like like Bruno Fernandes. I mean, it, yeah, it it was it was staggering to see that. Uh, yeah, it was just sort of like like. I mean, I, I don't want to I don't want to put it in these terms, but it's just sort of like. It's almost as though the emperor never had any clothes to begin with, you know. Like it, it's sort of like you could like who could have seen this coming? Who could yeah. have seen this this level of a pathetic performance coming? I just I just hope. Because I am kind of like frightened that Liverpool are going to start all of a sudden they've gone super cyan and they're going to yeah. absolutely destroy everybody and they're like oh we're going to have to go up to Anfield soon. And it's like I, I don't want that to happen to us. So it's kind of like I'm trying. I'm being a bit reserved in my uh, um, gloating at my Schadenfreude. So it's like I mean I just try to enjoy it for now, but I'm kind of like cautious. Like yeah, I what mean- if it happens to us? You know. But we, I, yeah, but it's it. It has happened to us in the past. That sort of, you know, this is like, you know, we've been smashed by Ant, by Liverpool at Anfield. We've been smashed by City at the Etihad. You know, we lo- fucking lost eight two at Old Trafford. Yeah. You know, yeah, on, yeah. in the the Wenger era. You know, like th- this, th- like we've 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 done it. We've been through that. Um, but yeah, for it to finally happen to United in this manner, the week after they win the League Cup. The most coveted cup of all, um, a cup that British most football. of the time they're saying is a pointless Mickey Mouse trophy. You know. Yeah, well, that's that's until they see the prize money because the prize money is all like you know, like that's nothing to sniff at. It's a whole. It's like what is it? It's like one point two million pounds. It's it's pretty. It's just, uh, you know, that's, that's like, nothing to turn your nose up at if you're uh, if, if you know. That's one Anthony. I mean, that, that's like one one one. Hundredth of an ant. Yeah, that's all. yeah. That's like they would. They probably spend more than that on the plane that takes them to whatever their next Europa League uh, fixture is. Um, but it was a yeah. It was just great to see it all. Just like yeah, great yeah. weekend all around. It was beautiful. It was uh, yeah. It was it was just like I said. Didn't think the weekend could get any better, but man, oh man, just watching match of the day two and just watching, watching it all unfold, just goal after goal, failure after failure by the like United players. Just after, when it gets to like three nil, they all just they give they all give up. Nobody is fucking trying anymore. They all just down tools, and it's just yeah, like it's just. All that shit, all that shit that we were saying about them earlier in the season when they were, you know, when they were losing games and not playing well, it's all still there. It's all still like Ten Hag managed to like kind of, you know, he managed to get that that post Ronaldo bounce. Everybody felt much better when Ronaldo had gone, but yeah, those players are still fucking shit, man. <laughs> um, yeah. Although I will, I will say I, I for one feel very smart uh, for taking Mo Salah out of my team to put Rashford mm. back in uh, yeah. for this game week in fantasy football. Uh, that 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 paid off real good. 
I still have Rashford in my team because I haven't um, um, touched my team for a couple of weeks now. Um, mm. But um, it's the thing, every time, this is always a way with uh, fantasy. Every time I um, go to put a player in, they all of a sudden they stop scoring and it's always the way. So um, Yeah, you got to, they call that chasing yesterday's points. You got to not, you got to be careful of doing that. You yeah. can't just put a player in. That's you can't necessarily just put the form player in. You have to kind of think ahead a little. Hmm. But, we always um, just pick like I'll uh, pick Harland because it's Harland, and then I uh, Callum Wilson and uh, Ivan Tony. So I don't know what the score is with Brentford. Well, so. actually, it's funny you should say that. Yeah, Tony scored a penalty to put Brentford two one uh, ahead. They scored early on through uh, Ethan Pinnock and then Fulham got a goal back through that man of Solomon. I'm assuming, because every goal that Solomon seems to score is like an absolute worldie, so I'm I'm assuming that he scored like another absolute world-class goal. Mm. Um, And then Tony scored a penalty. I mean, who knows? This might be his last one before he gets suspended for like six months. For for what I can tell, he has uh, approximately one million uh, betting allegations against him. Something like that, like it, it's like it, in all seriousness, it's like it's like three hundred uh, charges against him for betting, isn't it? Which is fucking crazy. It's a shame because I kind of like him, but I don't. I think he's got that cocky attitude about him, where it sort of feels a bit. It feels like you know you haven't really won anything to to have that, but um... he's got a little bit of an ego, yeah. Um... And I mean, you know, he's he's going to be he's going to be one of those players that is just perpetually uh, silencing the critics. You know, yeah. he's answered his critics. He's uh, silenced the doubters, whatever variation you prefer. I think he's yeah, he's always going to be doing that. He'll come back from this band and he will be like, oh, is he still as good as he was? Is he going to is there a path back to him uh, back for him into the England setup? You know, is, is Southgate ever going to pick him again? Um. Mm. And it, yeah, it would just be every time. Every time he does score a goal or has a good game, it would be like, ah, he's back, he's back. Kind of like you were saying earlier about Liverpool. You know, the the worry is that Liverpool are going to go on like a you know a run now. But let's not forget. I mean, they won nine nil earlier in the season against Bournemouth, and then they still yeah. kept fucking up after that. So it's um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, we we still have to play them at Anfield. I would, I'd be shocked if we get much out of that. Result. I mean, it, April is going to be a very tough month for us. I think we have to pay. We have to play City, Liverpool, and Chelsea. If Chelsea have got their act together by then, that could be a difficult yeah. game. But I mean, it might not be. If they've got another manager in by that point, it might be. Uh, it might be a tough game. Now that's the other one. I'm going to be. Oh, Mudrick's going to do something, and it's going to be. Oh, Mudrick scored against he's, Arsenal. He's not even starting matches though yeah. at the moment, is he? I don't like. It, it's for all of that fucking. It's an eight-year contract, and they spent whatever it was, eighty-five million pounds on getting him. Like, they, yeah, he's not even starting games. Whereas, you know, we've ended up with Trossard, and he's he's got a couple of goals, a couple of assists. Yeah. Like, he's doing well. It's, it's just a sh- he got. It's a shame he got injured in that last game because he was sort of building some form, looking like he looking like he belonged in that team. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, or the, I mean, the 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 absolute nightmare outcome would be a Bamiyang. If a Bamiyang oh, somehow yeah. plays yeah. in that match and scores against us, it'd be like, oh, he's got unfinished business, unfinished business in the but Premier League. Being at the Emirates, though, I think having the home advantage, I think 
Yeah, probably win, but it's too early to see it. I don't wanna don't wanna don't wanna jinx it, but um I mean, yeah, we've done pretty well against Chelsea at home uh, in yeah. in kind of recent history. Um, I mean, let, yeah, let's take the, a look uh, at the Lukaku let's... game. The uh, <laughs> where he oh, yeah. bullied uh, yeah. poor um, Pablo Mari, oh. and that was it. He did nothing. Yeah. That was that was his Willian moment. Had that one game, did nothing for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. Everyone was like, "Okay, this is it. Chelsea, uh, Chelsea, are going to get the title." There's nothing that can stop them. And uh, yeah, it turns out the only thing that could stop Chelsea is Chelsea. Um, yeah, let's take a look. Who have we got? So we got, yeah, we got uh, Lisbon away in a few days. Um, let's, um, yeah, let's, let's, fuck it. Let's jinx it, man. Like, what, like, what are your predictions? What are your predictions for that? Um, I would say first leg, he'd probably want just to get, get the result done. Uh, yeah, maybe like a hmm, being away. That's the thing with the Portuguese sides; they they weirdly are over over um perform. It's so weird. Mm. Like <clears throat> oh, I think. But then, if they were overperforming, would they be in the Europa League? I don't know. Um. I'm looking forward to sort of seeing, you know, more of the squad. You know, I could, I, it, it, I would imagine that like Reese Nelson will probably start that match, if not featuring it yeah. quite heavily as a sub if he doesn't start it. Probably see a debut for uh, Jakob Kiwior as well. Mm. Maybe give Matt Turner a run out in goal as well. Um, um, well, I heard that Gabriel Jesus was um, in the warm-up after the game, the warm-down, whatever they call it, after the games. So. Yeah. Maybe we'll see him, hopefully, at some point. Maybe he'll come on, hopefully. I don't know, maybe not this week. But I think from the, yeah, I think that from what, the, from the, what they're saying, the rumours are that they, they reckon he could be back uh, kind of before the international break this month. Mm. So I reckon maybe, maybe we see him in the second leg yeah. um, for a few minutes or maybe because uh, then the only other match after that is we're at home to Palace on the 19th so maybe maybe we see him for a little bit there if not it'll be you know into april when we see him but it'd be nice to it'd be nice to see him get a run out um before the international break if we if we can but i arteta seems very he's not uh he's very loath to put a time frame on his recovery he's clearly not wanting to rush him back or push him um so i yeah i don't think we'll see we won't see him for this round of games but maybe Maybe the uh, maybe the second leg in a you know next week. Yeah, but yeah, it'd be nice to yeah nice to to have him back because Enketia wasn't in the team at the weekend. I can't, I, I can't remember if he was out with illness or injury, but yeah, I mean, if we've got an injury to Enketia and an injury to Trossard, we do need we need Jesus back because otherwise there's nobody to kind of play through the middle. I know Martinelli technically can do it, and I think. Smith Rowe can sort of do it, but he's more—he's more a, a yeah. wide guy. But yeah, so what? Do you, yeah, you reckon? What do you reckon against uh, against Lisbon? Ooh. Um, I can again. I can see that like as a, a two-one, maybe I was even a, say that. Yeah, gonna because if um, I've no idea who plays for Sport in Lisbon apart from Bellerin. I've no idea who the team is, so um. Oh yeah, 
It'd be the Bellerin Derby, yeah. Um, Will he be allowed to play against his parent club? Because he's still technically an Arsenal player, isn't he? I don't know. I thought, I, thought, I thought he went to Barcelona for free and they just they just let him go to um, Sporting his I have no idea. But um, I think he might still technically be an Arsenal player. I'm not sure. But uh, I, I can see that being like a... Because I remember, I think Sporting Lisbon did beat Tottenham at home in the Champions League, I think. <laughs> Do you remember that? I think I think that was them. So Was that them? Maybe. I don't know. <clears throat> I, Spurs, Spurs get beat by so many teams, it's hard to keep track. They do get beat everywhere they go. Um, they do, famously. <laughs> <laughs> Someone found the clip of Chiellini after the uh, Juventus game and he's like, the problem is uh, with the uh, Tottenham, uh, they... Uh, they create so many chances and then they always fail at the last. <laughs> <laughs> they never seem to then, arrive, whatever he says. And then Con- Conte is like, eh, very uh, disrespectful. Make a bad situation for us. Uh, it's very. Uh, it's very disrespectful. Right. Oh, there's this. Oh, there's this um, English guy I've been hearing about. Yeah, this uh, Marcus Edwards plays for Sporting. I don't mm. know. Uh, I've heard about him. Uh, Sounds like a rugby player. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think two one is a is a fair enough prediction because well, away goals away goals don't count anymore, do they? I think they've scrapped no. that for. Uh, for now, there was there um, was Trincao who was at Wolves for a bit. Um, uh, yeah, I remember him. Uh, yeah, I, 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 most of this team, Quates, who, who used to be at Liverpool. Who remembers Sebastian Quates? Who was at Liverpool? Nope. Ten years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I don't know. Who knows? They could come out and be amazing. And it's the thing with these Portuguese teams; it's always difficult to predict. I mean, but. Again, you're playing at their place, so it could be like a. They could thrash you like three 0 for all you know, three one or. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, it's difficult to tell. I don't know. Uh, maybe like. It feels like the sort of game though that we. I feel like we may have to, play slightly more defensive because I feel. Which seems to be the case in these European games that these teams sort of. They have no fear and they come out against us and they just sort of dominate. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I remember the the Bodo glimpse game in the group stages was a bit like that we kind of had to had to kind of show some steel and hold on a little bit but yeah i think we'll do okay and then uh, then we got fulham after that on the the sunday yeah um fulham away at craven cottage um i think probably win that one should do even though i do think that they can be they do that quite decent i mean mitrovic is going to be a handful and uh, I like that. Um, yeah, he's always trying to start shit. And then, yeah, I mean, you know, if Willian, it'd be perfect opportunity for Willian to score against us. Um, I like if the, that. If that Man of Solomon doesn't. Paulinho was that his name? He's in midfield. For yeah, him. I like. I quite like him, but I don't know what his age age profile. I don't know how old he is, but um, mm. I always thought he'd be the, he'd have been a good sort of um, backup maybe for a jacker or someone, but um. Um, we'll yeah. see, or or Thomas. Maybe Barley we'll be in the or, future. Uh, yeah, but um, 
Yeah, I feel like uh, now we'll probably win that one, but um, yeah, we should. I mean, on Maybe paper like at least, we should nil. win that pretty comfortably. But you know, William okay. will get a free kick and ping it top bins. Then Mitrovic get penalty. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Then your pill battle. Yeah, but if Mitrovic gets a penalty, he's not. He's missed a lot of those lately, isn't yeah. he? So I mean, that might actually, that might not actually be much of a problem. But again, that's Solomon. If he takes it. I remember we were rumoured to be in for him. I remember, I think there were some rumours, some faint rumours, even the vaguest, I think, like when yeah. transfer windows are on, it's like, Arsenal interested in such and such. And it's like, I think he was an, a player that I'd heard come up every now and then. But, mm. Yeah. So Fulham could uh, be quite tough. Yeah, there's still time. So, there's still time. I think he's still pretty young, isn't he? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, we're going to take a break and be right back and do some uh, cultural appropriation and so on and so forth. And we're back. Uh, looks like Brentford are now 3-1 up. Um, only about five minutes left to go in that game. So, good night, Fulham. Um. Yeah, before we get to cultural appropriation, I just thought, did did you have any, because our, uh, our very successful segment last week about uh, the worst songs ever made, um, did you have any other, because I know that I, <laughs> um, I, almost as soon as we stopped recording, I had a few more that I thought of, but uh, yeah, did you have any other, well, uh, oh. any other honourable mentions <laughs> that you wanted to give? Um. Angels by Robbie Williams. Uh, yeah, there's a few Robbie Williams songs. I think. Yeah, I think. Um, and uh, might probably be Rock DJ. And any of uh, Rock DJ or like any of those ones where oh, he tries the, to rap. The swing when you're winning stuff. I I just I hate um, I hate yeah. I don't, I'm not a fan of um, the big band swingy dooby dooby crooner stuff anyway. But <laughs> I mean, I like I like the sort of original era yeah. of that stuff but yeah anybody that's doing it now is like like fucking michael buble and robbie williams and you know they can fuck off it's just a big fucking yeah. it's a big self-suck you know it's like oh look at me i'm like i'm playing with a big and a lot of those a lot of, it's like oh it's i've got the actual session musicians that frank sinatra use it's like oh great good for you i'm sure they i'm sure they agree that this is just as good as when they worked with frank sinatra <laughs> yeah um and um- I did say in the chat the other day, but you like you like the song. But for me personally, I was I never liked hearing "Sweet Child of Mine." I just I just yeah. Uh, no, you're wrong. Wrong about that. I know, I, I know everyone everyone likes that song, but for me, it's just like it's a personal thing. With um, so why you know I'd always get it from my 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 family. You know, why don't you do something like like that? Why don't why can't you can you why don't you play like that? Like, I just don't want to. Also, it's like oh, because it's like that easy as well. Like it, it's yeah. yeah why, why don't you play like Slash? Like you know, why don't you, why don't you play like one of the greatest rock guitarists yeah, of, I, uh, of all time? It's like I, I'm not really um, that kind of guitarist. I think you're fine. I'm a pretentious wanky. Uh, mm. Not really. No, I'm. Yeah, it's like you'd you'd wear a top hat, but not like a not like in a Slash way. You'd wear yeah. like a steampunk top hat with like a bunch of. Uh, Gears and cogs glued to it. Exactly. Maybe a big pair of goggles. Yeah. 
I um, and that's the thing. I've always, I've always felt like I wasn't even that great a guitar player anyway. I, 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 oh, shut I, up! I always like, like you hear something, um, like something like like Pantera, and I'm like, there's no way I could do that. That's that's ridiculous. But you're not, <laughs> you're not operating in that zone yeah. whatsoever. I mean, like you're not, you're not. <laughs> How many how many heavy metal songs are you are you playing on nowadays? I don't think that, no, you know. I just, but it's like I learn it just for the like the just something to show off about. But I can't do it. Yeah, do my but again. Best. Also, like Dimebag Daryl, one of the greats. Yeah, I mean, one of the was, one of the all time greats in terms of that. Insane. You know, it's just like in terms how? of metal guitarists. I mean, he's yeah, he's one of the best there that ever lived. I think I'm a, a, a competent guitar player. That's a I always feel like, uh, nah. You're a star, I baby. I feel like I'm very basic. <laughs> nah. You're any anybody that's heard you play knows that you're a star. You, yeah, that it, 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 yeah. Maybe we should. That should be one of your recommendations for cultural appropriation, maybe, because I know that you don't have any. Because <laughs> um, we. Well, I don't know. Maybe you've thought of some during the well, show, but uh, yeah, this was this was dangerously close to being another week where you'd recommend like. Uh, you know, uh, fucking, oh, God damn it. What's that kid's show in the woods uh, with the, you know, Eagle Piggle and the Ponty Pines? Oh, not, not in the, the Night, in the night Garden. Garden. Is that, yeah. Yeah, I, well, I've never seen that. So I don't... <laughs> oh, you should. It's great. It's, uh, it's <laughs> like, I just go into a recommendation for it. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah, but, you um, probably recommend this kid's show. And then I'm suddenly really... like, oh, no, you should actually watch it. It's good. All I can really think of, I've been watching because I'm a big dinosaur nerd. Listeners as well, so um, there's a show. There was a show on Channel Five. I don't know whether you'd be able to, where you'd be able to watch it on My Five or whatever th- stream th- platform. Yeah, I think Channel Five have that. They've got like an on-demand service, and, um, don't they? I think it was Stephen Fry, um, doing a show about dinosaurs. I mean, the CG. To be fair, the CG isn't like that great, but it's... oh, I saw a little bit of that. Yeah, the CG is pretty dog shit. It is like a, but um, it did look a little bit. I, I'm sure the whole show in context is actually pretty interesting, but visually, it did look a bit like a like a brass eye uh, sketch, yeah. or like something from the day to day. Like it kind of yeah, it looked a little bit like that. But there was that, and there was on the iPlayer, um, David Attenborough. I saw. I think I think it's been on a few times, but um, David Attenborough doing a show on, on the um, the last day of of the dinosaurs. Um, I think it's still mm. on iPlayer. Hopefully, it is. It'd be rather embarrassing. Um, David and Attenborough, the final day. The with, asteroid strikes. Yes, dinosaurs, the final day with David Attenborough. That's another thing I was watching and. Um, but, It'd be um, really funny if it was like like a like like those documentaries that try to reconstruct like Kurt Cobain's last day, oh. but like for but for the dinosaurs. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> the dinosaurs awoke and immediately found their heroin kit and cooked up some top-notch black tar heroin. <laughs> Traces of cocaine among the T-Rex's <laughs> nostrils. Of course, many people don't believe the theory that the T-Rex managed to shoot itself in the face on account of its arms being so small. Yeah, too small. Yeah. Uh, what else was I going to recommend? Um, oh. You should recommend something with your guitar playing on it so that people can see that you're full of shit when you say you're not very good. Cause that yeah, check is out uh, 
our band, Jokes the Band, on uh, yeah. SoundCloud. I think our band, our band camp, I don't know if our SoundCloud is still up, but our band camp is definitely still up. Right. We've got a couple of EPs on there. Well, if you really want to listen to my, my um, singer-songwriter period from like 10 years ago, uh, you can hear my album. Yeah, that's really good as well. You can hear my album that I made on Bandcamp. Uh, it's called Years I Made. And I, mm. I, for me, it's very, it's very, um, very um, early 2010s era of music I was into at that time, and uh, sort of. Um, yeah, it's great. And uh, it's good. It's I good. had to get it out it's... of my system eventually, make make a record of some kind. But I feel like, yeah, I need to get start making music that I like now, and try and record something again. But um, yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know. As you get older, it's kind of it, it feels it feels more and more ridiculous to kind of get back into doing music. But I feel like I, I would just do like it for a long time more instrumentally stuff, not necessarily songs. But um, yeah, but, but uh, I, I don't know whether to talk about it because it's not released yet, and that's the problem. Is um, there's going to be a Resident Evil Four remake coming out in a couple of weeks, and it's like I don't know another one. To, yeah. Because they're just that's all games are doing now. It's just remakes. Everything's a remake. But I feel um, like Resident Evil, especially, aren't like like yeah. all of those. Some of those games have been remade twice already, haven't they? Yeah. Well, they did like the first remake, but that was a long time ago. I think way back on 2009. I think maybe they did the Resident Evil One remake, but okay, then, then like, they, they've is... done Resident Evil Two <laughs> and Three in the last three or four years, and now. It's Resident Evil Four, which is coming out in a couple of weeks. So uh, that's Resident Evil Four was the one that came out on the GameCube, wasn't it? Because you could get—I remember—you could get like a limited edition controller that was in the shape yeah. of a chainsaw. I think yeah, it all like, came out on like the GameCube Wii. controller was kind of unwieldy as it was, but the, the having it in the shape of a big yellow chainsaw is probably yeah, yeah probably made everything else, everything else except Resident Evil basically unplayable. Can you imagine playing FIFA? Like the big yellow chainsaw, like that would be, be pretty funny. I think a lot of um, people say that the Wii version of um, Resident Evil 4 was probably the best, but um, mm. it was for all the consoles back, PS2 and and stuff. But I don't think I don't know whether they made it for PC. I mean, there's a lot of um, exports that people have made of it. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's coming out in a uh, 24th of March. So uh, everybody who, if you like Resident Evil, um, and you well, have a PS5. I mean, yeah, they're not, I don't yeah, know they're not paying us, so I don't, yeah, don't, yeah. <laughs> don't. But if it's not come out yet, I mean, yeah, it's it's difficult to recommend it. But I mean, that's that's just something you're excited for. Yeah, that's just you know, so that that could be a future uh, cultural appropriation yeah. wreck. But um, sadly, not really been listening to any um any music lately. It's all kind of the usual stuff. I mean. That Paramore recommendation, I know, hotly, hotly contested, <laughs> but it was just an exception. I was just like, I don't know what I would find something yeah. different to listen to. I was just mm. like, oh, I, I remember Paramore. <laughs> well, you listen to, I mean, I, I get something else we talked about last week. You listen to all of uh, De La Soul's back catalogue now. That's available for streaming. Yeah, but I listen to De La Soul anyway because I'm so cool. And yeah, I know that you're very you're very cool and uh, I do yeah, I do listen to that. You're 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 down. You're down. To be fair, if it wasn't for Dead Soul, I wouldn't have got into Steely Dan to be fair. Man, they really did like that such a perfect uh example of like how uh 
sampling can just completely like like because they do something so different with it they're not just sort of taking that song wholesale they are yeah. doing something different with it but just a really great example of kind of like how sampling can work as an art form man yeah just a yeah oh god damn it's so good it's so good um uh i was just <laughs> i just remembered that because i was thinking of like yeah steely dan got sampled by a few hip-hop artists and then i remembered the other big <laughs> the other big example of uh, a hip-hop artist sampling them and uh hmm kind of can't really don't really want to open that box of uh don't really want to open that that uh that kind of worms but um yeah do you know what i'm talking about can you do you remember the one i'm talking about uh you mm, no <laughs> Uh, they initially they they so it, it's uh champion from uh, uh oh no that's the song it was sampled on it's uh it, Kid Charlemagne is the Steely Dan song yeah. from uh is it Royal Scam it's either Royal Scam or Pretzel Logic uh yeah initially they uh, they said no to the artist that was asking uh to uh, to use it in their sample and then the artist wrote to them wrote a letter to them personally explaining why uh, he wanted it in the song and uh yeah his name uh, his name rhymes with schman uh, schmanier oh uh, yeah right so, yeah oh, yeah, did, did, yeah he did um i remember that he did use did you realize that you were Literally, what I'm fucking talking about. Right there, that's the, that's I, my, now I've got with you. That's yeah, empty. Kid Charlemagne. Get along, Kid Charlemagne. Yeah, sorry, Did you I sound like a fake fan. Dad. I'm just, you know, my brain is very slow. Sorry. <laughs> it's, I, I, I was surprised last week when we went through a lot of those uh, sort of worst songs of all time, and you were like, I, I don't know this song. I've never heard it. And oh, it was like, that's that song. Yeah, I. Yeah, I'd play a couple of seconds, and you were like, Oh, yeah. That's the problem. You hear them, but I don't know the name. Of the, usually, don't know the name of the band or, or names. You should obsessively look up the Wikipedia yeah. article for every single piece of music you hear. That's what I've been saying. Yeah, you know, it's what got me where I am today. That's why. That's why my only marketable skill is winning pub quizzes. I can't get a job or do anything useful, but I know I. <laughs> I can tell you what song got to number one in what year by which artist or like, you know, who's, who has a co-writing credit or who did the backing vocals or whatever. Yeah. Um, we used to absolutely kick ass at pub quizzes. I just feel like people thought we were yeah. like, like just like, we like someone like the, cause, cause we used to be sort of friendly with the bloke who used to run the, run the yeah, pub yeah. quiz. People thought like, oh, you, you know, the answers. It's like, no. Well, no. in a way, technically, I do know the answers because I'm very smart and uh, I have. Yeah, I yeah. Just... <laughs> no, but um, yeah. and we I, back then it was like sometimes you'd be like you know everybody back then when it was still just you know paper and pen everybody cheated but it was you had to be yeah. creative with how you cheated and uh, so it was, and also it like the the guy that did the quiz. If he saw you with your phone out cheating, he would just knock a few points off of your yeah. total score. <laughs> so yeah, and it, but now now it is basically cheat proof the way he runs it. He does it all. They they have, they have an app now. Um, yeah, and so my phone wouldn't last an hour, so I can't really. 
Well, it, yeah, he, he, he'll uh, he'll let you borrow he'll let you borrow a, a, a tablet. This is why are we talking about it? no one nobody gives a fuck <laughs> that's listening to this. <laughs> I feel like people they'll they'll it's like a mind trick. They'll they'll imagine us as their friend and uh, oh yeah yeah mm. I know that guy. Yeah, they'll yeah they'll, they'll... <laughs> I mean it works yeah. with yeah. um you know the guys from Come Town. I mean there are people. Think that yeah, and we should we should definitely try and be more like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's definitely the model. Without the we're, we're uh, offensive yeah. jokes and whatnot, but it's just all these. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine if we got Matty Healy as a guest yeah. on here? Man, that oh. would be so funny. I'd be like, so why why are you such an idiot anyway? Yeah, why do you suck so bad? Is like, <clears> it's, <laughs> is it because like is it because you grew up as the child of two sort of fairly successful actors and were just able to do whatever you wanted growing you're a, up. And you're a nepotism baby, is that right? Is that what they call you it? literally are a nepotism. His his dad is the lead singer of the folk band in the first episode of Phoenix yeah. Nights. He's the so lead he's singer of the history. racist folk band. Yeah, he's a racist folk band. So he's got history. Yeah, he's, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's as a controversial. <laughs> As a controversial performer, like it's all the writing was on the wall already. He had no chance. So, listeners, check out uh, Peter Case Phoenix Nights. Uh, yeah, I'm, there's episode, no way we've not recommended one, that before. Series now. one, episode one. Yeah, you'll see to Matt see, Healy's uh, dad Tim, in the folk band. Yeah, Tim Healy playing the lead singer of uh, what are they called? Are they Half a Shilling or something? I think is the name yeah. of the, the fictional racist folk band. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then you see, actually a pretty good performance by uh, TV's Roy Walker, the guy that used to present Catchphrase, like sort of. I love like, Catchphrase. It's my favorite favorite show. It still slaps. I got to say, it, it, yeah, Catchphrase it. still goes. If you have, if you just sort of, if you especially like if you, if if you're in that situation where like you're on holiday or you're away from home or whatever, and you've just got to deal with like whatever, whatever. Uh, TV channels are on the TV, you know, that you've got that you you've got no access to streaming or anything like that. You've just got to watch whatever channels are on there, whichever one of the ITV channels that shows catchphrase during the day. Man, that's that's a fun way to spend a half hour just screaming at the TV as uh, you know various contestants or sometimes celebrities. I saw a very funny celebrity catchphrase episode a few months ago with um, what's his name? Is Alex Brooker from uh, The Last Leg? Yeah. He was a contestant because yeah, yeah. right? he 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 even made a point of saying like you know I I watch this at home like every week and I scream at the TV and every, <laughs> say that everybody's an idiot for not getting it and it's so hard when you get here it's sort of like yeah that's the beauty of it kind of just knowing that you'll never ever be on the show and you could just sort of smugly be at home like yeah well I got it yeah when they do the um they do the final round I'm always like that one was so easy man what the f-? but yeah. some of them some of them are just like that ain't a fucking catchphrase what the fuck is that. Yeah. It's always funny when they they have that like that bonus thing where like only a bit of the image is revealed at a time, and it's always like an animation, and it looks like the animation is doing something rude. Yeah, you know that's that's always yeah. that's a great app. You know that's a ah oh, yeah. So I'm sure there must be a YouTube compilation or a series of YouTube compilations that have all of those where it looks like it looks like Mr. Chips is like sucking off a mailman or something. Yeah, <laughs> they should do that. They should go. They should go like sort of uh, real. Be, appeal more to uh, young the uh, the uh, to eighteen to twenty five demographic. You know, want more the funny, zoomers. They want more dirty jokes. You know, like oh, the, yeah. Need more like you know, ruder. They should get. Yeah. Hey, here's, now here's a million dollar idea. Instead of whoever currently does the animations for it, they should get the South Park guys. Those guys yeah. are twisted AF. They're parodying um, 
Prince Harry and Meghan, epic. And they're being aren't they being sued by like Warner Brothers for something? Like I, I like I read something like I think Warner Brothers and like HBO Max are suing South Park for like like four hundred million dollars or something. It, it, uh, oh, I mean, for for being on TV for so long and like why how? I get yeah, kind of like <laughs> kind of basically inventing the alt right, you know, like kind of <laughs> just sort of just sort of. Uh, you know, just kind of like sort of, yeah, just sort of spending decades showing kind of anti-Semitism uh, as something that's like just inherently funny and uh, that like, you know, you can just kind of, you can just do and it's funny. And then like the idea that like, if you care either way about any politics, like you're stupid, like care- caring is stupid and for like, stupid weak pussies and like for gays like you're gay if you care about anything yeah. like um, warner bros sues discovery what is it warner bros no, i think they're it's, suing it's over brothers, streaming rights and yeah there's like yeah something there i think <clears throat> warner brothers were going to merge with discovery it's it's an american thing so it's kind of like i don't know why i have to hear about it but i keep seeing paramount it on twitter and um whether or not paramount owns the i don't know but yeah, they're suing like South Park is part of it, so it's like yeah. I mean, I if they sue that, like those those guys make so much fucking money. I mean, like Trey Parker and Matt Stone live in like multiple houses made of gold anyway, so I'm sure they don't fucking care. I thought they just moved on to doing musicals about Mormons and stuff. No, they're still doing South Park, yeah. man. Like they're still it's making like new episodes. They're doing like like hour long episodes like this like it 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 sucks it's so bad like they're doing like hour long episodes that are set in the future and it's all about like how like woke culture has taken over it's man it's like yeah it sucks it's it's like family guy and the simpsons are still going i'm just like i just avoid yeah. any any sort of new simpsons like the plague i just i'm not watching on channel 4 I'm not watching. No, it's it's always a bummer when like yeah you just you, if again you know if you're in a situation where you kind of just happen to turn on the TV and it's like you see the Simpsons is on Channel Four or whatever and it's a new episode. It, what a crushing feeling that is when you flip it on. You kind of like oh oh come on come on come on be from uh, be season five season five season five yeah. and then it's like season thirty five. Uh, Homer gets an iPhone. Homer oh, good friends you know. I don't know, Pete Davidson. Homer befriends, yeah, Homer befriends Pete Davidson, guest starring Pete Davidson, Justin Bieber, and Ricky and Gervais. Louis C- yeah, Ricky Gervais and Louis C.K. Uh, this episode came out in like 2016. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like, it's like, even with WWE, it's like, it's, it's so bad. It's so bad. This is an insane tangent. Yeah. I feel like. World's oldest like, men. This, do you remember in our days things used to be good? Yeah, this, now they this, suck. Yeah, proper, do you remember proper bin men? Proper, proper do you bin the men. Milkmen every morning leave milk outside. Milkmen, yeah, milkmen. They come to your house and then they'd have sex with your wife, and and we liked it. We liked it. We'd say thank you, sir. We'd say thank you. Thank you, sir. And uh, yeah, thank you for your service. Thank you for your I service, Mister Bin Man. As you as you plow my wife. <laughs> Um. Yeah, what were we talking about? You were, did, I, yeah, were you, did you have anything else to recommend? <laughs> I think that's all, really. Right. Just ended up recommending um, my own music. Yeah, listen to my yeah. music I made 10 years ago. 
Yeah. Yeah, because I bullied you into it because yeah. you said you weren't very good. People need um, to know that I suck. Yeah. People need to know that you fucking shred and that you've got the pipes. That's what they need to know. I lay pipe and I got the pipe. You lay pipe and you uh, shred uh, shred the pussy. I play <laughs> on that G string. Of... <laughs> yep. I don't know. <laughs> Um, yeah, you're such a pee hound. Anyway, my recommendations, um, I, I've remembered what I was going to recommend. I, I was worried that I couldn't, re- I had three things I wanted to recommend and I'd forgotten one of them. The first one is, are you, do you follow, uh, Bilal Zaffer on Twitter? Nope. Are uh, you, you, you should. Firstly, he's an Arsenal fan, but also he's, uh, very, very funny and he's doing kind of, um, in terms of like, uh, comedic football content. He is kind of, I mean, he is just, he's in a different league to us, man. Like, he's just, he's so, so fucking funny. Um, he does, uh, he does Twitch streams where he plays Pez. He plays like early 2000 Pez games, but like with the use of a green screen and some creative editing, he like makes it into a whole, like, he makes it into like these sort of like movies. Like, he's got like, like, he's, you know, He's got like a green screen setup where like he sat behind the desk in his uh, in his office, and the players from the team come in to visit him, and it's like because it's Pez and it's the early two thousands, it's like they don't have the likeness rights to the players that they're using, so they're like it, it's play like he's got like a player called like Mister Risa, who's obviously supposed to be John Arnarisa, but he looks nothing like John Arnarisa. <laughs> He's got. He's just like this guy with like a big, like just like big blonde curly hair, um, and uh, yeah. But it, yeah, it, Bilal Bilal's so so funny. Um, his Twitch streams are an absolute hoot. The when he when he plays Pez, um, he plays as he plays as Pez United at the Pepsi Stadion. Um, but Pepsi is spelt P E P P S Y. Um. And whenever they like, whenever they get to like a cup fi- final or something, he won't. He doesn't call it a final; he calls it a finale, like the cup finale, um, which is very funny. And like, like I said, there's all these sort of storylines involving like players in the team and stuff that he manages to do, uh, like while he's streaming live on Twitch. Like he sort of does this sort of these these odd little sketches while he's streaming live on Twitch, and then he'll play a match. He'll play like an old Pez game from like the mid two thousands. Um, yeah, so. Like I said, it, in terms of like football comedy content, like he is just absolutely uh, running laps around us. He, you should really be check out his. Stop listening to this shit and go check out one of Bilal's streams. For God's sake, he is so much funnier than us. Um, and then the other things I want to recommend, I've been enjoying a a, a TV series on Netflix uh, from South Korea called Extraordinary Attorney Wu. Um, it's uh yeah south korean show about a young lawyer uh who has autism a uh, young lady lawyer with autism and kind of uh how that affects it, it it's it does a very good job of kind of balancing the uh story of the week thing because each episode focuses on like a new case that she's involved with but also there is like an overarching story that runs through the whole season um it doesn't shy away from the more challenging aspects of living with autism whether it's uh the main character uh, woo herself or her family and loved ones how you know how it, her condition affects them and how hard it can be for them um 
and uh, yeah, it doesn't, and it also doesn't sort of, it doesn't romanticize or kind of present autism as like a superpower um, in the way that some <laughs> some media does or continues to do. Like I said, it kind of you know it doesn't really it, it sort of it kind of puts the more kind of troublesome stuff kind of front and center in, but it is it it's not it I don't want it to sound like it's a hard watch or it's you know that it's tough to to watch. It's actually very it's very watchable. It's a lot of fun quite a lot of the time. Um, great central performance by the the actress that plays uh, Attorney Wu. Um, just very very charming. Very uh, it, it's impossible not to to root for her. Um, so it, yeah, uh, that's a, that's, that's a fun watch. It's on Netflix called, uh, Extraordinary Attorney Wu. Um, and then the other thing I'll recommend is, uh, on the iPlayer at the moment, uh, there's, uh, you can watch all of Our Flag Means Death, the, uh, the pirate comedy with, uh, Reese Darby in it as the sort of main character. It just, just a great vehicle for Reese Darby. I think, you know, it, it's, it's about time that he had like a, you know, uh, I know, I know he's done uh, short poppies in, in New Zealand and stuff. He, you know, he's had, he's had stuff where he's been the main guy in it, but it's just, yeah, great to see a, a vehicle for someone as funny as Reese Darby where he gets to do the Reese Darby thing. I think we're both, we're both diehard Reese Darby yeah. guys, right? I mean, he's, he's kind of immediately got Hall of Fame status, I think, on Junior Funners here for just his work on Flight of the Concords alone. Check out his, um, his cryptozoological podcast called The Cryptid Factor. Yes, we have. We've recommended that before, in fact. I know. Yes, I'd, but he's, I'd bring yeah. it up for any new listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, yeah, great to see. Yeah, Reese Darby uh, in a in a show that lets him do what he's just so good at, just being funny, kind of like the the <laughs> just the the sort of the 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 weird kind of um, I don't even know how to describe it. The, the, it. It feels it feels like a very sort of New Zealand type sensibility of just kind of like. Not wanting, constantly not wanting to cause a fuss, you know. It, it's just, but setting that in like a pirate show that's set in like the 1700s is is very funny. And you've got a great supporting cast as well. We've got obviously my close personal friend Taika Waititi um, playing Blackbeard, uh, you know. And then, but then, yeah, you've also got uh, people like um, Christian Nan, who uh, played Hodor in uh, Game of Thrones. Is in it, and he's uh, he's. I gotta say, he's kind of a revelation. He's really, really funny in it. Um, and uh, who else you got? People like Will Arnett popping up um, in sort of you know making guest appearances in episodes. Leslie Jones from uh, Saturday Night Live and the, the Lady Ghostbusters uh, pops up in it. Um, oh, uh, what's his name? Rory Kinnear. Um, Rory Kinnear is, is very funny because he's kind of doing the. The thing that a lot of uh, actors did, sort of in the in the eighties in Blackadder, where they'd have, they'd have like a kind of a like a straight dramatic actor, uh, sort of in an episode alongside all of the kind of you know every, everybody else that's all the funny characters doing their stuff. He's kind of doing that in this show, um, and he's very good. So it's uh, yeah, very watchable, very silly. It's it's fun. It's sort of good. It's it's a show with a good heart as well. I mean, there's, there's a lot of sort of stuff in it about like inclusion and you know accepting everybody and not caring about people's backgrounds and stuff. Um, but like I said, mainly it is it's it's just it's it's very funny to watch Reese Darby do the Reese Darby thing. Um, so yeah, check out Our Flag Means Death on uh, on the iPlayer. Have you, you, you have you seen any of that, Lawrence? 
I have, I have not. I, I, I will check it out. I think, yeah, it, I it's. Um, and I'm going to have a look. I think, yeah, like I said, there's, there's, a, there's a couple of, uh, a couple of Derby heads. I think, yeah, it, it's, yeah. Well, but once you've, once you've watched it, I feel like, yeah, you'd probably co-sign on my recommendation. But yeah. I feel like I'm going to need to start getting a subscription to. Oh, I mean, I have Amazon Prime, but. Again, I haven't watched anything on it. But, um, well, this is on this is on the iPlayer. That's, that's yeah, I know, free, I know. Man. I'm just thinking of shows and things to watch, so I can recommend it to people and feel really like I'm very cultured. <laughs> I recently got a, a free trial. I got a month's trial to Shudder, the uh, the the horror movie streaming service. Um, but man, they they turn over their catalog very very quickly. I, I sort of as soon as I sort of signed up for my trial i was like okay i got a month i'm gonna add a bunch of uh, movies to my list and uh i think i had i did like 17 or 18 films and um i went away for a week not too long ago so i couldn't log in and, and watch anything and when i came back like my my list that i'd made had gone down from 17 movies to 10 They'd like in that time. They'd like a bunch of films had just gone from the, the streaming service. Like they don't they don't keep hold of anything for ver- unless they because they they make original content. So obviously, like the stuff that they make stays on there for a while. But yeah, there was there's a lot of stuff on there that I was like looking forward to watch. I was like, yeah, you know, stuff I'd never watched. I was like, man, I've never seen Possession. I've never seen The Exorcist three. You know, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a point of adding this to the, the list and I'll I'll come back to it. And then I came back to it and they were all they were all fucking gone. Even um. X, the film that I recommended in the last episode, I when I signed up for Shudder, that was on Shudder, and then uh, by the time I came back to watch it, it had gone. It, it had moved to to Amazon Prime. So yeah, if you move, yeah, if you get Shudder, just don't don't take anything for granted. Tomorrow, tomorrow is promised to no one on uh, on Shudder. So if you see something you like the look of, watch it there and then because it might just disappear. Um, if you've been affected by any of the issues discussed in this episode of Junior Funners, please do get in touch with us. You can email us at juniorfunners at gmail.com. Um, we're on Twitter at Junior Funners. Uh, I'm on Twitter at uh, uh, Crispy Willis, at Crispy Willis, and Lawrence is on Twitter, but nobody cares. Um, <laughs> I'd be online. There we go. Yeah. Follow Lawrence on Twitter and give him more to complain about. Please. I need, uh, <laughs> I need followers. I'm trying to get to 2K. So that he like can complain important. about not having any followers or nobody liking his tweets. Nobody likes my tweets. Yeah. I hate my life. He's like a couple of weeks away from railing against the big accounts on Twitter. So I tell somebody. I, it's too much just, effort. It's too much effort. Yeah. Yeah. I just have no, to. It sucks. Twitter. Twitter's awful. And also, like, it just barely works anymore. Like, yeah. it just, it, it breaks all the time. Um, the guy that runs it is, like, just the, the world's biggest dipshit. It's like, um, I just deleted all the, this coding. Oh, now it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that the guy that runs the exploding car company and the exploding rocket company uh, now runs Twitter. Um, what? I thought there was a, a shadow ban button do you just switch yeah oh yeah it's yeah it's weird that yeah that doesn't it turns out that it's not quite as easy as that i Um, I thought this place was being run by 
blue haired woke SJWs and oh yeah, because like he sacked all of them. He sacked he sacked everybody that worked there because there was a pretty good chance that they were like liberal um, liberal woke SJWs with blue hair and glasses that had pronouns. That drink and, soy um, lattes. Yeah, they, yeah, they eat their avocado toast, and nobody wants to work anymore. Um, but yeah, so obviously he sacked all of them as like a you know just to, just as a precaution. Um, and it turns out the website stopped working now. Yeah, now that nobody now that nobody works there. Uh, the website keeps breaking on like uh, literally a weekly basis. Like it, it doesn't, it does not go more than seven days without uh, something going wrong in like a major way. Um, yeah, the other day, so, yeah. people it, it made people unfollow me. It wasn't even like they meant to unfollow me. It just it was just, and then mm. yeah. yeah, that's what that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's how I, I, yeah. I told yeah. myself. Because I'm very yeah. lonely. And, um, well, you should. I mean, you should tweet at him. Basically, if you tweet at him that, like, you know, you're being treated unfairly, he'll uh, reply and just be looking into it, he'll, or he'll say uh, concerning. Um, so, oh, yeah. he's too busy posting epic doggo memes and God, what the fuck? I, just a guy that very serious like, individual who um thought that. If he yes. owned Twitter, everyone would like him. He's he's in his fifties and he's got like six kids. And from yeah. what I can tell, he doesn't he doesn't spend any time with any of them. He just posts all day. And his posts suck shit. Like all of his posts are just stolen from people that follow him. Like he just goes through his replies and steals like steals memes that people reply to him with and then posts them. It's just man. That's like ah. He's like Perpetually stuck in like 2016 or something, like 17. Even like further back than that, man. He's like, yeah, he's like, it, it feels like he's like stuck in like 2006. Like it, he's just it, like he's like the world to him is just some like gaming forum that he really needs people to like him on. I, uh, yeah, I wake up ugh. tomorrow and he'll be like, timeline now goes sideways. Uh, yeah. Thanks, thanks for that great innovation. It, it's it's on a par with the same level of innovation of uh, what if a car had an iPad in it? You know, it's wow, wow. What, what if, a brain! What if car drove you? Yeah, oh. and then and then blew like, up. Yeah, and then caught fire. Yeah, he is. I might have said this before, but like he, like people that think Elon Musk is smart, like he, he isn't. Like he, if you knew Elon Musk in real life. He wouldn't even be in the top fifty smartest people that you know. He probably wouldn't even be in the top hundred. Like he is like he's just dumber than like some guy you work with. Like just some dude in the office you work at is smarter than Elon Musk. Doesn't he just basically live off of like um government money, like bonds or whatever they call them and like well, most I mean, of his businesses comes- are just tied to he- government borrowed money and whatever. Yeah, I mean, I know he he borrowed he borrowed a lot of money from Saudi Arabia to to buy Twitter, um, but I mean, he he comes from like generational wealth. Like his family owned a fucking emerald mine. Like mm. you know, he he was <laughs> he was born rich. So it it's yeah, like his his money is like either it it's all it's the same with all of those fucking guys. Like all those ultra rich people, all the money is either borrowed or inherited or both. Like it it's yeah. Anyway. 
good goodbye. This is the end of the episode. Goodbye. <laughs>